In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hot Happy Mess. Celebrate your magic in the middle of life's messes. Hot Happy Mess. I'm Zuri Hall, and this is Hot Happy, Happy Mess. Oh, shoot. <laughs> All right, what is going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Hot Happy Mess. I'm Zuri, and today I am joined by Jillian Guerin. She is absolutely incredible. I've been able to watch some of her YouTube videos, and she, she's dropping gems, y'all. We started off this conversation um, not too long ago around divine femininity and what exactly that is and how we can tap into it, and that was obviously a solo episode. You and I just kind of um, talking, but I decided to bring in the experts because I'm new to this soft life. Y'all know me. So, you know, it's been heavy on the alpha traditionally. And the older I get, the more excited I am to learn how to tap into and celebrate, um, the divine feminine within me. And it sounds like a lot of you all are interested in that also. So Jillian joined YouTube back in 2020 and she has amassed millions of views with her videos. She's super passionate about discussing everything about womanhood in particular, feminine energy, self-development, spirituality, mindset, beauty, and confidence. Jillian is all about helping other women step into their power as a woman. And I am so excited to have her on Hot Happy Mess right now. Jillian, hi. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. 
No, the pleasure is all mine. I- I'm super excited to dive into this with you because as you just heard, I'm I'm kind of a newbie when it comes to <laughs> to tapping into this this part of myself. You know, I think a lot of us have it innately um and just it lies a bit dormant perhaps and as conversations around divine femininity and you know, the soft life era start to pick up, a lot of women are like okay, wait, what? What is that exactly? How can mm-hmm. I access it? Can I access it? Or is this only for certain types of women? Do I not fit the mold? Um, so thank you for joining me. Before we dive thank into you. all of that, where are you based? Where are you, where are you calling in from? I am located in Nashville. I grew up in California my whole life, but I moved here two years ago and I'm loving it. Okay. Nashville. I was in Nashville not too long ago. Um, actually, Time is flying. I'm thinking like just after the pandemic, but that completely <laughs> turned everything upside down. I went line dancing, I ate barbecue. Oh, so I fun. Really it was the best time of my life. What's, <laughs> um, what's the area called where everyone bar hops and? Oh yeah, Broadway. Broadway. Okay. It's crazy. Yes. So I had a good time on Broadway. Okay, nice. So you're based in Nashville. And like I mentioned, you are an expert in this space of feminine energy and self-development. So if you could just tell me, us really, a little bit about how you uh, got your start in this world. Was this um, a newer curiosity? Was this something that was always a passion of yours? It was definitely not something that was always a passion of mine. And really what made this come about is because in my early 20s, I developed some health issues, autoimmune issues, things like that. And I was super burnt out and stressed out. And I realized that I was just like really unfulfilled in my life. And I took some time to like think and heal myself and focus on my food and all that stuff. And I realized through this process, I discovered, you know, this topic of feminine energy. And I was like, oh my goodness, I think this is a big part of like why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling, why I'm so unfulfilled and stressed out and unhappy all the time. And so I dug into this topic of feminine energy like probably six years ago now, maybe seven years ago. And it's kind of changed my life because it's kind of brought me back to like not just good health, but like vibrancy and just feeling good again, feeling good in my womanhood and in my body. Okay. So that's really interesting to me because you say, you you know, six, seven years ago, you were going through these health issues and these ailments and that that sort of helped lead you into this area of divine femininity and embracing your, your feminine nature. I'm curious to know how those overlap, right? Like what was it that led you to femininity while trying to fix your health? Well, part of my health issues are part of like what caused a lot of my health problems was that I was just pushing and pushing so much. And I think there's probably a lot of women that can relate to this, but especially in your early 20s, you know, it's like you're kind of setting yourself up, you're starting your career, you're doing all this new stuff, and it feels overwhelming. And I really took on a lot of my masculine energy in that process. And I let all of my feminine energy go. And it just completely burnt me out. And what happens is, you know, a lot of women will just be living in fight or flight all the time. And we'll have these like high cortisol states all the time. And it's just completely destroying like our hormones and the health of our entire body. And it's causing autoimmune issues and things like that. And so sometimes when we overdo it in our masculine energy, especially if we are more like predominantly feminine beings, 
can be really damaging to not just our body and our health, but also our mind and our spirit. Right. You know, I appreciate you bringing up the the concept of fight or flight, because for me, that was like, oop, triggered in a good way, like 100%, because, you know, I was talking to a couple of guys very recently, and, you know, we're having the typical debate between men and women and trying to explain our sides and convince the other of, you know, why we think the way we think. And I remember saying to the guys, and for some reason, it was like a light bulb went off to them. I, I thought it was obvious, but maybe not. Um, And I told them, you know, look, it's not that I and or other women who have more, I guess you could say, quote unquote, traditionally masculine energy, you know, whatever that means, it varies. Um, It's not that I, I'll speak for myself, want to always be hard and tough Mm -hmm. and, you know, quote unquote alpha and just leading the charge. It's that I have to feel safe to excel and exactly. lean into my softer side and be feminine. And so even though a lot of that has to do with me energetically and what I'm bringing to the table or the engagement or experience, it also has to do with who I'm engaging with and who I'm experiencing, at least in the context of relationship, right? If I feel mm-hmm. like I'm not in a safe space with you, if I feel like I'm constantly in fight or flight, I'm in survival mode. I'm trying to Mm -hmm. preserve myself. And so, no, there is not room to kind of relax and trust and receive. And, you know, the guys were like, whoa, never thought about it like that. (laughs) And I'm just like, what did all the It's like, (laughs) (laughs) right? Like, have you ever experienced that in your, you know, communication or conversations with men, especially? Like, what is their from your experience, what's kind of the male perspective on women and how we are or aren't, you know, allowing them to be the quote unquote men in our lives for those who are interested in that relationship? I I think you touch on such a good point because safety is like the number one most important thing for a woman to feel comfortable embracing their feminine energy. And that's part of why so many women are stuck in their masculine energy because things have happened in the past or just in the world they live in today. It's like constant stress or just things happening in their life and they're not able to appropriately handle it. They feel like they have to completely have on this masculine shield to survive Mm -hmm. when in reality, that's not really the case, but that's kind of how we've been programmed to see it. And that's so funny that you talk about the male perspective like that, because that was kind of even the same situation with my husband. I've, I've been dating him since I was 17. So it's been a long time together and we kind of grew into this. Um, you know, it's not like when I started dating him, I was super into feminine energy and masculine energy. And I started coming around to feminine energy and telling him about it. And it's just just so funny because he was just kind of like confused, you know, he had the same exact answer as that kind of, those kind of guys that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. But And it's just so funny, like safety is so important to the feminine energy and it's important that we communicate that to guys that we're in relationships with or even other like uh, guys in our family or brothers or dads or whatever. It's like once they can see how good it feels for them and for us when we're in a safe situation, they realize how badly they want to give it to you. Mm. Okay. (laughs) And you can see this a lot in relationships where a lot of men will kind of 
resist this whole masculine feminine energy dynamic because it's kind of weird to them and woo woo. And then once they start seeing how amazing it is when their girlfriend is so happy in her feminine energy and so full of life and so much more vibrant and probably has higher libido and all of those things. The man oh, you is have the guys at higher libido. They're like, okay, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And yeah, so the, the men are like on board once they realize what this actually means for them and how it also benefits them and it makes them feel good. And just the same as like, you know, us women embracing our feminine energy, it feels good for them if they life, are life. predominantly masculine beings, which most men are not all, but that's totally okay. But it feels good for them to be in their masculine energy too. And so we, when we embrace our feminine energy, it allows them to step up in that masculine way and it feels good for them. And yeah. sometimes we have to show them that it feels good to them. It feels good for them to create safe spaces for us. It feels good for them to cherish us and take care of us. Mm, mm, preaching, preaching, preaching. It feels good to create safe spaces. You know, just hearing that sentence, I know so many men who've communicated different like variations of that to me, like we want to provide, we want to protect. We also want to almost feel like we have the permission to do that sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, it's 2023 and there are a lot of conversations around what it means to be a man or a woman or to identify as non-binary. Like there's, there's so many conversations around all of this and they're all valid and important. And I think as conversations become more nuanced and, you know, the last 10 years, especially like as women kind of step into our own, we went through this phase, pop culturally speaking, like with the mainstream zeitgeist, where it was like, we don't need a man for anything. and exactly. We can just boss it up and like, we're bringing home the bacon and coming home and cooking the bacon too. And like, look, I was one of those women. And to a certain extent, I kind of still am. Like, I'm always going to have that energy. That's a part of what makes Zuri Zuri. I don't want to mute it, but I do also mm -hmm. want to start to turn up and amplify um, the ability to walk in the house and be like, yeah, I brought home some bacon, but I don't feel like cooking it. I want to be loved on and treated like a damsel in distress, even if I'm not actually in distress. Like I want to receive. And I think there's been, shame might be too strong of a word, but um, there's it's a lot of- John is like weaker. Yeah, it's like as weak. And like as a, a woman who prides herself on being strong, it's something that you kind of have to come to terms with and figure out how does this make sense for me? But because I'm someone who's mm -hmm. always advocated for duality and wanted to be able to embrace both my masculine and my feminine, I want to be able to be sexy and stylish and walk into a boardroom and be like, everybody listen up. This is what it is. Like, I don't want to have to choose. And I love where the culture is going with these conversations where we can come at it from a more holistic standpoint. We don't have to check the box. I'm a feminine woman or I'm a masculine man. Mm -hmm. We can all tap in to um, all of those layers that are within us. Now, you brought up talking to the men in our lives about uh, creating that dynamic I know there's so many people chomping at the bit for how to do that, which is why I'm going to 
pull a lame move and save it for later in the conversation. <laughs> so sorry, whoever's listening. I'm teasing you by dangling that carrot. I'm going to ask you, Jillian, in just a little bit to talk about how we can communicate our di- desire for that dynamic to the men in our lives. But just to kind of back it up for a second, divine feminine energy. For someone who is completely new to the concept, maybe, what is it? Okay. So first of all, we all have both feminine and masculine energy within us. It doesn't matter what gender you are. We all have both of these energies. And so sometimes people can get a little triggered by the words feminine and masculine, but it's really not about gender. But in general, most women, probably about like 80 to 90% tend to have a more dominant feminine energy and about 80 to 90% of men tend to have a more dominant masculine energy. And so feminine energy is more about things like intuition, creativity, flow, movement, receptivity, connecting to your heart and your body and your feelings, being playful, love, nurturing. And the feminine energy has a strong desire to love and be loved. Whereas the masculine energy is more about things like structure and leadership. And instead of using your intuition, you're going to base decisions off of logic and analytics and, you know, problem solving, loving a challenge, loving competition. And the masculine energy has a strong desire to achieve and succeed. So you can kind of think of it as like we have both of these energies within us. Right. And masculine energy is more of that action energy, that doing energy, whereas feminine energy Divine feminine is more of that being energy, you know, that soft life energy, that energy that we're all kind of missing in the world right now and realizing that we really, really need. But so often what happens and kind of like probably what you experienced and what I definitely experienced when I was growing up is that so many women are taught that these typical masculine energy traits are better than. Or, you know, that's what get you, that's what gets you respect in the world. That's what gets you approval. That's what helps you fit in and, and have certain status and be loved. And so what happens is so many young girls grow up and they learn to embrace more and more of their masculine energy and shut down their innate feminine energy. But then, you know, they're in their twenties and thirties and beyond and they realize, wait, this doesn't feel truly authentic to me. This feels off. I was supposed to be happy when I was here, but now I'm feeling unfulfilled and I can't even figure out what's wrong, but I'm just so stressed out and burnt out all the time. Right. And and that is so much of, of what this podcast is built around, right? Is trying to remove the burnout from our lives as often high achieving women, ambitious women. And it's so important to note, like ambition carries into all verticals of our life. It's not just career ambition. It's ambition as a mother, as a wife, Mm -hmm. have goals and want to achieve them. And that can uh, weigh on you. It can exhaust you. I'm curious to know um, with your own journey into, you know, tapping into your divine feminine energy, was there ever any internal struggle? Were you ever like, oh, I'm I'm giving into the patriarchy with this. I'm not this is this is not this is not what the women's suffrage movement was about. <laughs> so funny. Um yeah, a little bit. Um I, I did feel that way. It's it's funny because actually when I was healing my body, what ended up happening is I decided to take off time from work. And I was already married at this point, so it was 
the two of us and we were young, but my husband was providing and I was staying home and very much fulfilling like those typical stereotypical gender roles yeah. while I was trying to like learn how to embrace more of my fem- feminine energy. Mm. And I would kind of get that like internal dialogue of like, wait, is this, is this what I want? <laughs> like, cause this is not what I was taught, right? This is not what I was taught uh, was, was successful. But then I realized like, I just kind of kept diving into it because my intuition was telling me I needed to. And the more that I did, the more I found a balance for myself of what that looks like for me. And honestly, just the better I felt. Mm. And so I think when it comes to anything that's like new or unfamiliar, it's going to be uncomfortable. And I think sometimes women will initially not want to touch the whole feminine energy stuff because it just feels weird to them. Like it feels wrong or it feels like going back to the 1950s when that's absolutely not what it is. Yeah. Like stepper wife energy. Exactly. But the more that you kind of let yourself dive into those unfamiliar territories, the more, the more you learn about yourself and the more you grow and the more you realize what's truly right for you and what's not. And for me, I found out that I just really am so much happier and healthier when I'm more in my divine feminine, as opposed to when I'm pushing and pushing in my masculine energy all the time. I'm a happier woman and a happier wife when my husband is more in his masculine energy. And when he feels like he wants to take care of me and provide for me, even though, you know, I make money myself, it just feels good to me. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, 
Participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating While Broke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests. But with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I want to hear more in just a minute here about your journey with your husband into, you know, both getting on board with how to create that balance. Um, but first, this is something that is super new to me. I mean, I didn't even realize this was a thing until maybe a week ago, but light feminine energy and dark feminine energy. What is That's the difference? What? what? So- So it's kind of a way to like dive into feminine energy even deeper. So the best way to to describe it, if you've never heard of light feminine or dark feminine, and this is obviously an exaggerated way to think about it, but light feminine is more of that like Disney princess energy, you know, like very graceful, soft, loving, nurturing, um, compassionate, um, receptive, empathetic, like that's more of that light feminine energy, that softness that we all have within us. And then that dark feminine energy is more of that like femme fatale, type mm. energy. you know, like without all the toxic parts of it. I was going to say, <laughs> is this the black widow that's just like killing all of the men in her path? <laughs> exactly. and, yeah. Acquiring heads out uh, of Yeah. Dark. I think of like Angelina Jolie mm. when, I think of, okay. when I think of dark feminine energy. Okay. Um, but that's more of that like sensual energy, sexual energy, seductive, mysterious, a really deep connection to like her feelings and and the world around her and deep creation and transformation. And it's more of that like primal wild woman energy. It's more of that fearless woman. It's, It's more of that woman who doesn't take no BS, you know, like she's assertive when she needs to. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at both the light and the dark feminine, you know, you obviously need a balance of both. If you just have the light feminine, then it's likely you might end up being a little bit of a pushover and not standing up for yourself. And although like, you know, you have that softness and compassionate nature and that's beautiful, every woman needs to embrace their seductive side a little bit their right. sensual side that that inner power that we all have but also you can see the same way in the dark feminine if you just are 100 percent dark feminine energy which is very much like angelina jolie energy mm-hmm. you can also struggle you can struggle with that softness and you can struggle with with empathy and with family life and and receptivity and all those things. So it's important that we have both of them because that's what makes us a whole happy woman. And that's what creates that like truly happy feeling with divine feminine. And I think sometimes people think like feminine energy is just that light feminine energy, being soft, looking pretty, you know, nurturing a home and a family. And while those things can definitely be a part of it, if that resonates with you, there's so much more to it than that. You have to touch on pleasure and our sexual energy, our sensuality, our, our primal desire to, you know, scream when things aren't going our way or allowing ourselves to cry when we're feeling really upset and just letting it out. Like that is that like primal wild woman energy. And we have to have that. Mm. I love how you broke that down because I think it also allows 
some women, myself included, honestly, to reframe what it means to be feminine or to be in one's feminine energy. I appreciate light and dark because it's like, okay, first you were breaking down light. I'm like, oh, I sound like a light feminine kind of girl. And then you start breaking down dark and I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. I think I might be different feminine energy. But I think that's the point, right? Is that we all have (laughs) all of it in us, some more than others. Um, But there's opportunity to tap into whatever it is that you'd like to experience more of when it comes to increasing your feminine energy, tapping into it, just generally speaking, and then also light and dark, what are ways that you would suggest we do that? Like how, if we want to tap into that divine feminine energy, should we do it? We know about self-care. We know about bubble baths and candles and all of the like obvious sort of superficial things, but like what really activates that within us? I mean, all those self-care things are great. Mm -hmm. They are important, but it's so much deeper than that. It's about the energy that you have. It's one of the best things you can do is honestly honoring your intuition, not ignoring your intuition, not squashing down that gut instinct that we have as women. That's like, I think our intuition is one of our superpowers as women. We need to listen to it and we need to honor it and we need to start to get back in touch with it. We need to get back in touch with our heart and our body and not just live in our mind all the time. And that's kind of what we do, not just women, but everyone in this world. You know, we're constantly analyzing information and on the go and working and doing all these things. But sometimes we need to slow down and connect with our body. Like one of my favorite things to do is dance. I love dancing. It is like the best way, in my opinion, to get in touch with your feminine energy because It's just like you're embracing all of it. You're getting in touch with your body. You're listening to the music. You're feeling pleasure from the music. You're just moving intuitively because feminine is all about that intuitive movement. Even like, you know, embracing that seduction. Like what I tend to do is put on like Usher or some sort of music like that and just kind of like sexy dance a little bit in my room. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And it works really well. Like, I guarantee you, if you start doing that as like a daily part of your routine, you'll feel better and you'll feel more connected to like that fun, playful, seductive side of you. Right. I am so glad you brought that up because I am an advocate for this. I have talked about it on the podcast. I dance in the mirror like an idiot all the time, half for years. So proud of it. I will literally, there are times my dog is on the couch, like here she goes again. See, you're, you're more feminine than you think. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, granted, I'm like secretly feminine in the confines of my home and no one's watching, yeah. but there is something about expressing your, your sensuality and being in touch with your body via movement in front of a mirror and being like, Hold on, I am kind of sexy. I am kind of sensual. Like that, that femininity and and seductive quality is there. I might not have a lot of opportunities in my nine to five life experience, work experience to show it, but it's a nice reminder. And that confidence carries over, right? If I have a date mm-hmm. that night or the next day, I still carry that energy that I helped cultivate by sort of connecting with myself and my body exactly. and remembering that I am this sensual being. Exactly. You're so right. And it's funny because a lot of people want these really, really deep answers for feminine energy about like how to do it. And sometimes it really is just so simple because you have to remember like that energy is already within you. You don't have to like go find it. You don't have to fake it. 
you just have to get back in touch with it again. Right. And so sometimes like one of the best things that you can do, this is a really powerful one for me too. And it sounds like very silly because feminine energy is an energy, right? It's not, it's not a look or anything like that, but just beautifying myself and wearing like an outfit that I love that I feel confident in and like putting on lipstick, like that stuff dresses lipstick is not feminine energy, mm-hmm. but, but the ritual of embrace, it, yeah. it helps me to embrace that energy. And I always talk about how, like what you wear and how you present yourself is like an investment in yourself and it's investment in your future because what you wear and how you show up in the world, it just affects how you feel and it affects your energy. And even like if you put on like some sexy underwear to go grocery shopping, like no one's going to see it, right? Mm -hmm. But you just kind of feel different. You walk through the produce aisle with a little bit more, you know, pep in your step because Mm -hmm. you just feel good. You feel vibrant. You feel sexy. And I think there's like these little things that we can do, like waking up 20 minutes earlier in the morning and like feeling like you look confident, especially if you're working from home, like put yourself together and don't be afraid to like want to throw on some makeup or whatever you like, you know, it's up to the person, obviously, but I love that stuff. And that really puts me in the feminine energy and beauty itself tends to be really, really energizing for the feminine energy. So people who are predominantly feminine beings, they'll be really, really energized and excited and motivated by beauty. So like when, not only if they beautify themselves, but also they, when they beautify their home and they notice the beautiful sunsets and the beautiful architecture on their drive to work, like those things will energize them and inspire them. And it sounds so silly, but those things will actually help you to connect to that feminine within you as well. Right. I, I, I love that. I think, you know, whether it's getting dolled up just to go downstairs to your office and work remotely, I think that's the Mm -hmm. most important part, right? Is getting to a place where these rituals, these experiences, if it's a full body scrub, if it's, you know, slathering oil or essential oils on your pulse points or your entire body, it's not for anyone else. And I think that's the most important thing for us to sort of grasp and embrace. If we talk about self-love and self-care, it really has to be founded in telling yourself you deserve it. If no one ever sees me with this beautiful makeup that I've just done, or if no one ever, you know, touches my skin today, even though I am thoroughly moisturized and bronzed to the gods, it doesn't (laughs) matter because I'm doing it for me. And I think that triggers something energetically within you that ironically, other people end up experiencing that radiance. It's like, whoa, this is a woman who is confident and in her power, and she is clearly doing it for herself, which in turn makes people more attracted to you, makes you (laughs) more magnetic, but you really got to want to do it because you know you deserve it because you know you're worth it. Exactly. It increases your confidence. Like you said, makes you magnetic. It's like this energy that we're not as familiar with anymore, but when you see it, like you can't help but notice it. Right. Right. Uh, when you were talking about, you know, some of those rituals, self-care moments, it made me think of this book that I just started not too long ago, uh, by Angela Kim. It's called Radical Radiance. And it's basically just 12, 12 weeks of self-love rituals to manifest abundance, beauty, and joy. And, you know, she's talking about things as simple as removing your makeup at night, but making that 
a process and a ritual, something to look forward to instead of another thing I need to do before I go to sleep. Taking Mm -hmm. that extra 10 minutes when you wake up in the morning, like you said, to do a, you know, three-step skincare routine. It's sending yourself the message. Hey, I love you. I got you. I'll spoil you and show up for you, even if no one else does. Mm -hmm. And we get in the habit of loving ourselves well and inevitably it shows other people how to love us. I'm curious to know if there are any books, meditations, resources that you've used or that you've created um, or anything that you've enjoyed that can help us sort of tap into that feminine energy or create rituals. So I, one of, one of the most like, I guess it would say famous uh, feminine energy books is women who run with wolves. It's a really good book. It's very, it's an interesting book. She tells all these like fables and how it, how it describes like women and feminine energy. It's all about like that wild woman, a lot of that like dark feminine energy. It's a really amazing book. I highly recommend it. Mm. Um, also, another one is Pussy. It's a really good okay. book. <laughs> Tell us about Pussy. What's going on? What's um, book about? It's just all about like embracing your pleasure. Okay in everyday life. It's not about like sex, although obviously that can be a part of it. But what I was going to say too earlier is like, like you were saying the little moments of taking off your makeup, like we think about all these little moments as like, Oh, I have to do this and I have to do that. But it's like, no, we get to wash our face. We get Mm. to put lotion on our body and we can make all of these tiny little experiences and tasks that we have to do as pleasurable as memorable as like romantic right like romanticizing our life and that's kind of um what that book talks about it's just kind of like feeling pleasure and playfulness in everything that you do and i think that that's a really big thing that a lot a lot of women are missing today and i do really recommend that book okay that's a good one i will be i'm i've pulled up amazon as we speak so i will be ordering that book and romanticizing (laughs) one's life i love that sentence you know we hear that sometimes and i think that's a really good way to look at it is just infusing your everyday with a little more romance and that can be completely Mm -hmm. on yourself like you do not need another person in the room to experience romance um we talked a little bit earlier about your journey into this world and creating that dynamic with your husband so before we get to your experience with that, maybe some of the bumpy parts in the road, the before and the after. For those of us who are in partnership, or maybe we're just dating, or maybe we're going on first dates too, how do we communicate our desire for that dynamic, right? That masculine feminine balance to um, the, the partners or potential partners in our lives, if we want them to lean more into that is it the divine masculine? I haven't spent much yeah, time thinking about someone one would assume. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, the best thing, even before like communication, is the more that you can feel comfortable embracing your feminine energy, even without a man, but just alone, the more that a man or their partner will naturally want to step into that masculine role. It's that's kind of how relationships work. It 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 doesn't matter you know, if it's a normal heterosexual relationship or even like, um, the same gender, it doesn't matter. There is always a masculine and a feminine energy in a relationship. Right. And what happens is when one person leans more into the feminine, the other person will naturally want to lean more into the masculine. And so we also see that in reverse where sometimes when the man is not 
like stepping up and he's not embracing his divine masculine, what will happen is the woman will end up feeling like she's the one who has to step up because there has to be a masculine energy in a relationship or else it feels really uncomfortable. It just like doesn't feel good. It feels really sticky. And so the more that, so first of all, to back up, like that's why so many women are stuck in the masculine energy in a relationship because what happens is there's a moment of the man kind of embracing more of his feminine, but then the woman will automatically be like, okay, I need to take over. Like I need to handle this. I need to, I need to do this and that. And and then you start mothering him and it just starts to really go downhill from there because you start to lose that, like fulfilling, passionate relationship. So the best thing you can do is to really be in your feminine energy. So that energy will inspire him to naturally harness more of that masculine energy. Right. And I've seen that in my relationship. I've seen that in other people's relationships that I know. The more that a woman is in her feminine energy, the more that she feels, you know, comfortable being a little bit vulnerable with their partner and being softer and and not feeling like they need to fight with their partner or prove themselves to their partner. That's a really big one too. That maybe as women, we feel like we need to prove ourselves. Tell me, explain that a little bit more too, because I I completely understand where you're coming from, but I think a lot of us can relate to that, the feeling of needing to convince someone that we are worthy. Yeah, I think we kind of grew up with that programming. Like just especially the, the time when like we grew up, it was like, it was a time when women were trying to prove themselves and prove that they were equal and had equal value. And I think that we carry that over to our relationships and we think that like, oh, our partner is doing this. We have to show that we can do this too. And that, you know, we don't, we don't need them. Kind of like what you were talking about before. Like we don't need them. We can be an independent woman. And we have this like deep desire to prove to them that we can do everything on our own. And that really comes from like wounded energy, wounded feminine energy, feeling like we can't trust people to, uh, to create safety for us, Mm. to be there for us. Or we just have this like feeling like we always need to be on edge. We always need to be, uh, we always need to have like an energetic wall around us. right? Right. But what that does is it really repels masculine energy because masculine energy loves like that openness and that vulnerability. Mm. So it's funny because the more that you really embrace that vulnerability and you embrace feeling your emotions in a relationship, you would think that like, oh, you know, my, my man doesn't want to like see me cry at a deep level. They actually love seeing your emotions. They love seeing your feminine side. Mm -hmm. Because it also activates in them this desire to protect, right? And and Mm -hmm. sort of cover you and keep you safe. And I've only just now started to realize, like a lot of men are like, what am I here for? If not to protect and provide safety, like what do you need me for? (laughs) Yes. You touched on a really good point. Like one of the most important things in a relationship is that a man needs to feel like he is providing value in in your life. He needs to feel like he's somewhat needed in your life. Not that you're not a capable woman, not that you would just die without him, but he needs to feel like he's bettering your life, adding value to your life. That is like his life's purpose. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't allow him that ability 
and you shut it down because you're like, I can handle this. I can do that. I can do everything. You're not, you're not helping me. I'm an independent woman. Mm-hmm. It makes him feel usually quite bad about himself and it makes him really it destroys his confidence and it destroys his masculine energy. And that tends to happen where these women will kind of put up these walls and tell their man that, you know, they're an independent woman. They can do everything themselves. And it pushes the man's masculine energy down because they start to lose confidence because they start to lose that, that mission of providing and protecting. Even sometimes men don't realize, but that's something that's very important to them. And it's important to their life's purpose to some extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it can be emasculating. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I know there, there are the ladies who are listening and like, there's a part of me inside that's like, well, if he's emasculated, then he just wasn't man enough for me. And like, there have been times in my life in the past where I definitely like had that energy to a certain extent, but the more I do self-work and self-reflection, it's like, yeah, that's kind of true. But also I have to sit down with myself and ask, like, what do I actually want? And what I, Zuri Hall, wants is I want um, a relationship that is balanced where I can feel safe enough to tap more into my divine femininity. And, you know, I want a, a man who can feel like and mostly assume sort of that sort of leader of the relationship energy, leader of the household, I'll say. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not dropping the word obey in my future wedding <laughs> vows. Like I am not that person. Um, And it's give and take. And there will be moments when I need to lead and there will be moments when he needs to lead. But, and it's, it's probably, it probably has a lot to do with my upbringing. You know, my father was traditionally that guy. He was the head of the household. My mother was certainly leading the charge. And my dad wouldn't know up from down when it came to piano recitals and whatever else without her. Mm -hmm. So they led in different ways. But I think because I always saw that, that sort of uh, quote unquote masculine energy growing up, that's what I do seek. But then ironically, because I have a lot of that energy that I'm seeking in someone else, I think it's really easy to be like, well, you just have to turn up your masculine energy to out-masculine my energy. And then I started to sit with myself and I'm like, ooh, that's a lot to one ask. But also, two, when I got honest with myself, I realized... I was tired and I didn't want to have to have my guy like out masculine me. I wanted to be able to turn down the masculine energy that I have to step out into the world with to survive it and thrive. When I am in places of work, you know, with my career, you need that energy because the outside world is just one big opportunity for you to go into fight or flight, right? But I'm realizing what I'm more interested in is not a man who trumps me in masculine energy, but how I can feel safe enough to tap into my divine feminine, which I think is two very different things. Does that make sense? Yeah. And also healthy masculinity, healthy masculine energy is not just, you know, doing or, you know, giving orders and everything. There's so much more to it than that. And healthy masculine energy actually is so gentle at the same time. You know, you can think of kind of like that loving teddy bear energy on the inside, you know, like they see your feminine energy and they love it and it makes them feel all soft and gooey inside. And so the masculine energy is also very complex, just like feminine energy, but masculine energy has that harder energy at first where they're, you know, they love a challenge and and discipline and all this. 
it's also important that they have a little bit of that like soft and gentle side as well. Like if there is a, you know how I was saying in the beginning, how we all have both masculine and feminine energy within us. Yeah. Every man that you're dating, every everyone will have some feminine energy as well. And if there's ever a person that's like a hundred percent in their masculine energy, it's not going to go well for them or their relationships because that's just like, it's not compatible. They're going to probably feel like they have absolutely no emotion. They won't be able to have any empathy for people. Their relationships will really struggle. They might achieve a lot, but they're going to really suffer in that area of their life. So even with men, they need to embrace some of their feminine energy as well. Right. And same with women, right? Like we can embrace our feminine energy, but it's also really important for us to have some of that masculine energy. And if we're just living in our feminine energy all the time, then we are likely not going to be taking action. We're not going to be standing up for ourselves. We're not going to be uh, taking on those leadership positions when they come up. And so we need a balance of both. And same with men is it's really important when they also have feminine energy as well. It's just that their masculine energy energy needs to be a little bit more dominant. Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you said about, you know, masculine energy, not necessarily or always being, I'm the man and I lead. It's not hard. And oftentimes it can be soft. I always go back to this idea of leadership, right? And what it means to be led. I, when I look at my life and the relationships that I've had and the the romantic relationship that I want, I want my partner to be and feel like a leader to me. But what is important to know and what I always make very clear with anyone I'm talking to is leaders inspire people to follow, right? If you have to demand, follow me, I'm a leader, I'm a man or a what, like whoever you are, Mm -hmm. like I'm a good leader and you just need to get on board. No, said no successful leader ever. That's a dictator. But that's a sign of wounded masculinity. So if you ever are dating someone like that and they're just like, you see, they're just like giving orders all the time. That is a wounded masculine energy. That's not healthy masculine energy. What you're saying, masculine energy leads by inspiring by creating safety, yeah. masculine energy will give up their life to create safety and well-being mm. for the people they love. Mm-hmm. That is what healthy masculine energy is. And that's that like king, you know, quote yeah. king energy. It's right. like they will do whatever it takes to make sure that their people are safe and happy. Yeah. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises, or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well... 
We had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. And that self-sacrificial nature or energy or the willingness to go there if needed, right? Not just dying mm-hmm. on your left and right for yes. the sake of it. Exactly. Um, but <laughs> right, metaphorically speaking, um, is what allows someone to feel safe when you show up time and time again and someone, you know, me, you, whatever, whatever woman is watching and thinking, oh, this guy really is about that life. He is not just saying, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this man, I'm this king stuff, blah, 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 blah. It's it's what is unsaid. It's how you're showing up every day, interacting with me, with the world around you, how you deal with the circumstances in your life. It's the thing that really is action, in my opinion, over words. Someone shows you if they are that king that you're looking for, because it's one thing to whisper sweet nothings. And yeah, I want to be the leader of my relationship. And I just believe in balance. And I want my queen to feel like a queen. Like everyone can say all of the pretty good things, but um, I think it's only with time and patience and seeing how someone shows up every day that you really get to understand, Mm -hmm. is he king level energy or is he like a prince in waiting? Is he, you know, do we need couple more laps around the castle before we <laughs> and I think that's so important with not just with relationships but with everyone like you have to make sure that people aren't just saying one thing and doing something else mm-hmm. but like when it comes to masculine energy you can't trust that energy right if they say they're going to do one thing and they never do it that doesn't create a safe environment for you to be in your feminine energy. And you're naturally going to want to take on more masculine energy because it won't feel good to you because you know, even at an intuitive level that you won't be able to trust him. Right. You mentioned King energy. What, um, you know what, let's do, this will be this week's party trick. (laughs) So sometimes we'll do like a quick little hack and something we'll post on social. It'll be a clip of you just kind of breaking it down. But for this week's party trick, what are three signs of big queen energy? What are three um, 
sort of examples of a woman who is owning her divine feminine energy. I love that. I think the best thing, the first thing that comes to mind is comfortability with herself, feeling comfortable when she's alone, feeling comfortable in social situations, even when she doesn't know anyone, just being able to be present in your body and feel comfortable. That is a big deal. It's like this confidence, you know, that's within a woman. That is the first thing. Okay. Um, And another thing is her connection to her intuition. Mm -hmm. 100%. That is huge. When a woman is connected with her intuition, everything changes. She starts making better decisions. She starts trusting herself more. She starts getting more confidence. We have to have that intuition. And then lastly, not just a connection with her intuition, but when you have that queen energy, you also have that connection to your feelings. And I feel like most people won't think that's like queen energy, mm-hmm. but being able to like truly connect with you, with your heart and how you're feeling, being able to just truly allow your feelings to come through and embrace vulnerability to some extent. That is like a type of confidence that people don't really think about. But when you can just truly embrace who you are and how you're feeling and allow yourself to kind of like let that flow, yeah, it, it changes the game. Like it, you just connect so much deeper with your feminine energy and you become almost magnetic in a way because people don't really do that very often anymore. Right. Love that. Really great tips, great takeaways. Um, I know we're running out of time, but I want to touch on very briefly your dynamic with your husband. You said, you know, you guys dated for, you dated from an early age, married now, obviously. Uh, When you think about your dynamic before and after you consciously started to tapping into your divine feminine energy, what was the biggest difference? What was it like before and what was it like after? It was like night and day. It was crazy. Um, When you start tapping into your feminine energy and he starts embracing more of his masculine energy, you can't deny that like more of that passion comes back. And I mean, you're going to see this in so many relationships when this starts to happen because a, a woman will just feel so much more at ease and so much less burnt out. And and you're going to have that happen most likely. Um, but another thing was he also just became more confident in himself mm. also, which was huge when he started embracing more of his masculine energy. And then that started making me feel good in a relationship. Obviously he started becoming more and stepping more and more into his power. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just, our dynamic really started to shift because there would be less things like less little bickering arguments here and there. Like we would, once we started understanding feminine and masculine energy, we started understanding each other just so much more at a deeper level. And we started understanding what the other person needs in a relationship. You know, like he knows how good it makes me feel when I feel loved and cherished, when he takes care of things. Like when we're planning to go to dinner, like we're going to dinner tonight, celebrate late anniversary anniversary. okay and he just planned it and scheduled it and it's just like i love those things like i don't want to be involved i don't want to put the mental energy in and those tiny little things just make me feel loved Mm. and it makes me feel like i can relax and lean back a little bit right and then the whole relationship just changes from there you just have that polarity back again and that spark again because what happens so often in relationships especially long-term relationships you kind of lose that passion and that spark and that romantic chemistry and you start to almost become 
neutrals yep. and just like roommates. Mm-hmm. But the masculine and the feminine energy is what creates that romantic spark. Mm. And so when you start adding that back into your relationship, you'll see very quickly that that will happen. Yeah, I, I totally believe it. You know, I'm reading a book right now and it mentioned the fact that without tension, there can't be release, right? So when you're both on the same wavelength, that's great and that's good. But energetically speaking, that idea of polarity, which you mentioned, is really important, that yin-yang balance, right? It, it, it is in that um, sort of balancing of the scales that like the interesting, sexy tension can be created. Otherwise, yeah, you go into roommate mode real quick because yeah. I have certainly been there. <laughs> it's kind of like a, a magnet, right? Yeah. When when you have two opposing magnetic forces, they just want to go together so quickly because that's just how polarity works. They're just attracted to each other. But then when you have two of the same, you know, you have two like feminine energies or two whatever, they, there's no romantic attraction. Mm-hmm. So you have to have that polarity in a relationship to truly have that like romantic spark and passion in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, we just dropped a 30 day calendar of affirmations for a soft life. Shameless plug. We'll have the link in the description box if y'all want to download that. But I'm curious to know, Jillian, for you, what does a soft life mean? How can we achieve a softer life? You know, I think the biggest thing with a soft life, something that I've learned through experience is it's not always about the self-care and things like that. And, you know, things like outsourcing certain tasks, of course, those will be helpful, but soft life is so much, has so much to do with your inner dialogue in your head. Mm. And you, you know, for example, like how much are you stressing about things that you can't control? How much are you, how much time and energy are you spending worrying about things that you can't do anything about. We tend, I tend to do that, I know for sure, but we put so much mental energy into stressing about certain things or worrying about certain things or, or talking bad to ourselves in our head or comparing ourselves to other people. And I think when we can truly just be at peace with ourselves and get rid of that like inner critic and that inner you know, anxiety and stress that we have, that is truly what's going to open the door to to that soft living. Got it. Love that. If people want to keep up with you, if they want to watch your videos on YouTube, if they want to engage with you, what all do you offer in this this World Wide Web? Am I 95 years old? I don't know the last time I said that phrase. <laughs> you can find me on YouTube. You can find me on Instagram, yeah. TikTok, whatever. You can just type my name in, Jill's Garen. Um, and how and do you spell Garen? Have- Jill's Garen. Yeah. How, Jill's how do we spell like, it for the folks at home? Oh, who might be like J I L L Z G U E R I N. And um, I do have a website as well, jillsgarin.com. And I do have some digital products on there to help you tap into your feminine energy. I have a woman of your dreams workbook. I have a feminine energy meditation. So you can go check that out as well. Okay. I love it. Jillian, thank you so much. I have so enjoyed this conversation. You've got me excited to tap into my light and dark feminine energy. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Thank you so much. And uh, y'all, like she said, go check out the website, social media, et cetera. It sounds like she has some really incredible freebies and downloads for you. So make sure uh, you check that out if you're ready to take this journey into tapping into your divine feminine energy. 
We will have another episode every Wednesday, Hot Happy Mess. And in the meantime, you can slide in our DMs at Hot Happy Mess on Instagram or hothappymess.com. And don't forget, we've got that calendar, 30 Days of Affirmations to Manifest a Soft Life. We'll have the link in the description box for this week's episode. I'm Zuri Hall, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC.